Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Hey everybody, we're so glad that you're tuning in with us today. My name is Alex and welcome to Calvary Church Online. I'm glad that you decided to spend this good Friday with us. I think it's going to be absolutely special. I think service has already been amazing and I'm hoping that there where you are, uh, you've trusted uh, that God is with you. He's on your side and our prayer is that hope would fill your soul and your home and your family today. We love you and we miss all of you so much. Can't wait to hang with you, hug you and high five you. In the meantime, I'm glad that we're connecting like this. And we're excited about Easter weekend, eight services on Sunday. Make sure you tune in. Today's special though, today is Good Friday. And it's a day where we really uh, think about, reflect and uh, put our heart on all that Jesus did at the cross of Calvary. And so we want to talk about that for a little bit. Then we're going to take communion together as a family. And I think it's going to be a special time together. If you're there and you have a Bible, can you turn with me to Matthew chapter 27? Let's go to Matthew chapter 27. If you're with somebody, why don't you look at them and smile, tell them they look good today. Matthew chapter 27. And we're going to read just a couple verses. And then we'll get right into today's message. I want to share a couple thoughts around uh, the cross and Jesus. And then we'll take communion together. Matt, Matthew chapter 27, it says this, uh, beginning to read in verse 32. It says, as they were going out, they met a man from Cyrene named Simon. And they forced him to carry the cross. They came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. There they offered Jesus wine to drink mixed with gal, but after tasting it, he refused to drink it. When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots. And sitting down, they kept watch over him there. They kept watch over him there. They were watching Jesus on the cross. And above his head, they placed a written charge against him. This is Jesus, the King of of the Jews. Today, for the next few moments, I want to I share just a quick message that's on my heart on this Good Friday. And if you're taking notes, I've titled this message, Look at the Cross. Look at the Cross. Why don't we start off with a quick word of prayer, ask God to help us, and then uh, we'll get into today's message. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness and your grace as we think today about the cross, as we look at the cross as we think about your goodness and your kindness, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the greatest sacrifice of all time. Speak to us here today. Let us see you clearly. We love you. We thank you. It's in your name that we pray. Jesus, amen and amen. As many of us know, the world is facing a major problem today. A pandemic has swept across the globe and we are up against a serious problem. It's affected hundreds and thousands of people in our planet, right? In one way or another, people have been affected by it or infected by it. Nations are up against this problem. Cities are up against this problem. I'm talking about the whole world is up against this problem. Now, now while this problem may be new to the world, 
the truth is that problems happen all the time. I think problems happen often. Like me and you know that everyday life is full of problems. Like, does it ever happen to you that it seems like as soon as you're coming out of one problem, you're going right into the next one. Like problems happen every single day. You can't get away from problems. It's like problems, they, they surround us, they chase us. And, and, and maybe today you're up against some problems. Maybe today you're like, Alex, yeah, I got problems in my, in my marriage. I got problems in my family. I got problems in my finances. I got problems in my health. I think that there's some of us that maybe today we got problems with a bad addiction, with a, with a bad habit. And here's the thing about problems is that we can never get away from them. It doesn't matter how much money we have. It doesn't matter what background we come from. It doesn't matter like what our social status is. That does not matter. The color of your skin does not matter. Your bank account does not matter. Problems happen to each and every single one of us. They come in different sizes and different kinds, but problems, they plague us all. And the truth is, if you don't understand the core problem, then you will never seek the right cure. So many of us are trying to deal with our problems with wrong cures, and it creates a bigger problem. And I really believe this, that the big problem is that you can treat a symptom while still ignoring the source. For example, uh, this past week, uh, I had to go do some grocery shopping. We've been quarantined here at home and we had to go get something from our local grocery store. And I get in the car and uh, I come to find out I have a flat tire. Now, it's not all the way flat, but it's been losing some air. And so I get off the car, I look at it and I check the tire out. I don't see no problem with it. I'm like, okay, I'll pass by a gas station. I'll put some air in it. It should be fine. So I get to the gas station. I put a little bit of air in it. And then I decided to buy a fixer flat, put some of that in, in it as well. Obviously, all the tire places are shut down and it kind of like fixed the problem. We go to the grocery store, buy some groceries and come home. The next day I get up, go to check it and the tire is beginning to lose air again. And all of a sudden I start inspecting the tire a little bit better and I find out that there's a massive, massive nail in the tire. I was dealing with the symptom but I hadn't really gotten to the source. And I think that this happens with so many of us. Not only is this true, I think physically, but I think the same thing happens to us spiritually. See, here's the thing. All of us are dealing with a major problem and there's a problem inside all of us. But many times we just deal with the symptom and not the source of the problem. For example, we blame other people, we blame circumstances, we blame our upbringings, we, we blame our siblings, we blame our parents, and we say, this is, this is the reason why I'm like this. This is the reason why I react this way. This is why life has happened to me. I lost my job, my income is not the same, my family situation is broken down, and we try to look at all these things and blame that for some of the big problems in our life. But can I tell you, I really believe that you can't blame something, circumstance or a person can't take care of the source of this major problem. And I think that the source of the major problem is the human heart. I really believe it's the human heart. Author Max Lucado said this, he said, the heart of the human problem is the problem of the human heart. I love that. The heart of humanity's problem is the problem of humanity's heart. 
We have a heart problem in our lives. All of us are dealing with this. Sin has invaded the human heart. It's inclined to think wrong. It's inclined to do wrong. We have a massive problem in our hearts. And see, if we, if we finally understand this, we will stop misdiagnosing our problems. We will stop masking them with, with trying to fill it with, with things to make ourselves feel better when we are acting a certain way. That's all symptoms. When we finally find out what the source of the problem is, we can get straight to the heart and find out what is wrong with my heart. Look what the prophet Jeremiah said. Jeremiah said this in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. He says, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? The heart is deceitful above all things. Jesus, when he was talking about the human heart, look at what he said in the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 15, verses 19 and 20. He says, for out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what defile a person, but eating with unwashed hands does not defile them. In other words, Jesus says, you can wash your hands all you want. That's not the problem. The problem is that you haven't washed your hearts. That's deep what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, you're taking care of the outside, but, but you're not taking care of the inside. There's a bigger problem than dirty hands. There's a bigger problem than, than not being clean on the outside, and that's that the heart is evil and the heart is sinful. It's the sin in the heart that's the problem of humanity. It's like that old saying goes that it doesn't matter how much money you have or where you go. The problem is that wherever I go, there I am. The problem is in us. You can have all the money. You can go to all the best vacation spots in the world. You can go anywhere you want. The problem is there I am. There's a problem in us and it's the human heart problem. It's inclined to sin. It's, it's full of wrong thoughts. It, it wants to do wrong. It gets angry. It, it has greed, sometimes envy, maybe jealousy, sometimes lust. It's deceit of the personality of human emotions. It's, it's, it's that seat, that, that human heart seat that's inclined to do wrong. What do we do with this problem? Right? What do we do with the problem of sin in the heart? But I'm excited that today is Good Friday. And obviously, sometimes we don't understand why it's Good Friday. We know that, that on this Friday, thousands of years ago, something extremely evil happened. But because of what happened on that day, oh, come on, we can call it a Good Friday today. I got good news for you. It doesn't matter where you are and it doesn't matter how wicked you think your heart is. And it doesn't matter what we've been through, what we've done, what we've thought, what we've said. It's Good Friday. That means there's good news for me and there's good news for you. And here's what I want to tell you. If you don't listen to anything else today, here's what I want to tell you. If you want a cure to the problem, look at the cross full of promise. Come on, if you want a cure to the problem, look at the cross full of promise. Come on, on this Good Friday, we're going to think about the cross of Jesus, what Jesus did on that cross, what it accomplished, what it means for my life, and what it means for your life. I really believe that. See, the cross, the cross was absolutely something incredible. And I think nowadays, we probably don't understand it. For some of us today, we, we look at a cross, like if I were to ask you, what does the cross mean to you? Like many of us will probably respond, well, the cross is, it's a beautiful symbol. 
I love it. Some of us, we probably wear it around a necklace. We have it at home. You walk into churches and you see it. You would see the cross everywhere in our society today. And we would never really tie that to something so evil, down, disgusting, low. And we don't understand what it meant to the Roman world, right? For us, we, we look at the cross and we're like, well, yeah, the cross is, is full of hope. It's full of life. Absolutely. But, but the disciples had a problem with the cross. When Jesus says that he was going to a cross, Peter tried to stop him. And Jesus had to correct them and say, no, you don't understand. I must go to the cross until Jesus goes to the Garden of Gethsemane. And, and he himself has a hard time because he's going up to the cross. And the cross is a problem. The cross was one of the worst ways of execution. The cross was tough. The cross was excruciating. The cross was what was, what was used in Roman Empire to execute criminals, lowlifes, the worst of the worst. It's the most excruciating execution in human history. In fact, they say that it's a very, very slow death on the cross. The Persians invented it, but the Romans, they perfected it. How to torture somebody slowly so that their life slips away little by little on that cross. The cross was looked at something horrific. The cross was looked at something embarrassing. If, if you saw the cross in these times, you knew somebody was going to that cross who deserved it. They, they were the worst of criminals. It was absolutely terrifying. Cicero, a Roman politician, a statesman, he said this about the Roman crucifixion. He said, it is the most cruel and disgusting punishment. And we Romans will do good by putting it away from our minds and putting it away from our hands. He himself didn't even want to deal with the cross. There was problems with the cross because it was, it was torture. It was the worst form of human execution. For us, many of us, we see the cross as something full of hope, freedom. For us, some of us, we have it as jewelry. We see it in our homes but the Bible says that Paul, Paul says, I glorify in the cross. How can he glorify in something that was so inhumane, so, so, so vicious, so cruel? How could Paul say this? Because Paul understood that when he looked at the cross, he saw the most selfless act of love of all time. He recognized that on those beams, there was a man who hung there and he wasn't just a man. He was the son of the living God. And because of what he did on that cross, it changed history forever for all humans who ever lived. No longer do we have to live in bondage to sin, but now we were free forever and right with God because of what happened at the cross. I love what Billy Graham says about the cross, he says, I cannot fully comprehend the mystery of Christ's atonement. I only know that all who come to the cross in simple, trusting faith lose all their guilty stains and find peace with God. I don't understand it all, but I know that when we come to the cross, we'll find freedom, we'll find forgiveness, and we'll find what Jesus Christ did for all of humanity. I want to give you three quick takeaways before we take communion. 
just of what I'm thinking about the cross today as we as we look at the cross. I don't know what you're looking at today. Maybe your eyes have been on the news. Maybe you've been looking around at all the negativity that surrounds us right now. Maybe maybe your eyes are on your problems. Maybe your eyes are on the, the job that you just lost or might lose. Maybe your eyes are on the difficulties in your marriage. Can I tell you today, can you put your eyes on the cross? Because it's full of promises. And I promise you that there you'll find a cure for the greatest problem. Today, let's look at the cross. When we look at the cross, what, what can we find there at the cross? God, I want to put my eyes on the cross. It's not just a nice symbol. I just don't want to have it on a chain. I just don't want to have it in a church or in a house. I, I want to have it in my heart because it's full of promises for the biggest problem that I have in my human heart. Three things I think happen at the cross. And I hope this can help us today. Number one, I think when we look at the cross, we find that their connection was restored. Connection was restored. When I look at the cross, I think about the meeting place between God and humanity. We were separated from God. Humanity was separated from this God who's awesome, who's holy, he's great, he's full of love. And humanity, we can be full of evil and lust and greed and envy and go after the things of this world. And the Bible says that sin separates us from God. But God loved humanity so much that he sent his one and only son. The Bible says in John chapter 3, verse 16, For whosoever believes in him will not die, but have everlasting life. He sent his son to die for us. Where? On the cross. The cross is the meeting place between God and humanity. It's where we can go. In Jesus, God came down in human flesh to meet us in our dysfunction, to meet us in our bigotry, in our terrorism, in our disloyalty, in our brokenness. In Jesus Christ, God wears the body of anyone who's ever lost and anyone who's ever broken. Today, are you lost? Today, you're saying, I have a huge problem. I don't know what to do with my life, with these addictions, with these habits, with these issues in my heart. Look to the cross. It was there where God says, I, I feel your pain. I, I know what you're going through. I can understand and I want to meet you there. It's at the cross. Look what the Bible says in the book of 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. It says, Christ suffered for our sins once and for all. He never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the spirit. It says that he died to bring us home to God. Today, when you look at the cross, I want to tell you that the connection and relationship with God has been restored. Come on, we can be together with God. I don't have to run from God. I can run to God when I look at the cross. I don't have to be ashamed. I don't have to be embarrassed, but I can run with boldness because of what Jesus did on the cross. Come on, our relationship with God, the connection has been restored. Come on, that's something powerful. That's beautiful. God has made it all happen at the cross. It's at the meeting place. Today, you can have your connection with God restored because of what Jesus did on the cross. Number two, when you look at the cross, what's the second thing that we see when we look at the cross? Number two, I see that our charges were cleared. Oh, I love this one. Our charges were cleared. We had charges against us. We had things that we owed. We, we were in debt, right? The Bible says that sin, sin has a heavy price. And every single one of us were sinners. I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. We've all failed in one way or another. 
Sin has a heavy, heavy price because we fail and we don't meet God's standard. What do we do when we have all these charges racked up against us? How do I, how do I pay these things? Can I tell you, there's no better feeling than when somebody pays something for you. Come on. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Recently, me and Dana, we went out to have some breakfast on our day off. And we went to this nice bakery down here around our neighborhood. And we were eating some breakfast. And right when we were finishing, the waitress, she comes up to us and she says, hey, don't worry about the bill. It's been paid for. Me and Dana are like, what What do you mean it's been paid for? Like, we ate, but, but we haven't paid. Like, we, we're going to pay now. She's like, yeah, don't, don't worry about it. There was somebody here who, who saw you, I guess, recognized you and, and took care of the bill. Can I tell you, that was an amazing feeling. I was like, I should have ordered some more. That was incredible. I, that was absolutely amazing. And it was just like, wow, thank you so much for that gift. You mean I don't owe everything that I just consumed? This is crazy. Can I tell you, that's the same thing that Jesus did. You and I, we consumed so much in sin. We did so much wrong. And we had all these charges against us. When Jesus went up on the cross, he said, hey, you don't have to pay the price for that sin. I'll pay it for you. You don't have to be a slave to that sin anymore. I'll take care of that for you. You had charges against you. You did wrong. You thought wrong. You said wrong. Your heart was inclined to evil. You did things and thought things that nobody even knows about. But Jesus says, I know about it and I'll pay the price for it. I love what the Bible says in the book of Colossians. It's one of my favorite verses of all time. Colossians chapter 2, verses 13 through 15 says, You were dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature. It was not cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Oh, come on. He canceled. He cleared the record of charges against us. Come on. We had some charges against us. The bill collectors were calling. Come on. The penalty of sin was knocking on our door till Jesus showed up. And he says, you don't have to pay for that. What I did on the cross covers it all. I don't know about you, but that gets me excited. I don't have to pay that price. Jesus paid it for me. I'm excited about that. I think our connection is restored at the cross. Look at the cross. You'll see that you can meet God there. Every single human being, you can have a relationship with God when you meet him at the cross. Look at the cross and you'll see the connection. The connection's been restored. Number two, you look at the cross and you can see that the charges have been cleared. Come on, that's amazing. I've been cleared. I know I'm guilty. I had shame and guilt over my life until I, I looked at the cross and I realized it's been paid for. The charges have been canceled and cleared. And third and finally, I think that when you look at the cross, you'll realize that the cure has been found. The cure is found. The human heart is deceitful, is evil. It's inclined to sin. But can I tell you, because of what Jesus did at the cross, you no longer have to be a slave to sin. Come on, this is beautiful. When you look at the cross, you no longer have to obey every single thing that the sinful human heart tells us to do. The Bible says that we were slaves to sin. This is the way I used to live. I used to go after everything my heart told me. 
I thought I couldn't get out of this pattern. I thought I couldn't get out of this cycle. I had these bad habits. I had these addictions. I had this problem in my life. I was consumed. I was in bondage. But the Bible says that because of what Jesus did on the cross, oh, come on, I have freedom now. Come on, the cross of Jesus, when you look at the cross, it shows you that now you and I, we can live in freedom forever. Come on, that's good news. Come on, you are free to go. That is great. Come on, that's one of the best feelings in the world. You are free, free forever. You don't have to be a slave anymore. In fact, look what the Bible says in the book of Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. When you look at the cross, you realize, whoa, he died for me and he died as me. I have been crucified with Christ now, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Come on, that's good news. The life I now live, I live in Jesus. Because of what he did on the cross, you no longer have to be a slave. You no longer have to live in bondage. You no longer are in chains to sin. Come on, those chains have been broken. The cure has been found for the human heart. And that's that there's freedom in Jesus Christ. Today, come on, let's look at the cross. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you've been through. But I want to tell you today, come on, put your eyes up. Look at the cross. Look at the cross. You'll find healing and the remedy for the problem of the soul. I'm reminded in the Old Testament, there was, there was some snakes that came out in the desert. And the Bible says that the snakes started biting God's people. And so God told Moses, hey, I want you to build a, a cross. And I want you to, to, to build a bronze snake and put it around the cross. Whoever gets bitten by this snake, tell him to look at the bronze snake. Whoever gets bit by poisonous snakes, look at the bronze snake and they'll find healing. And the poisonous snakes won't kill them. Why, why did God do this? This was just the shadow of the one who was going to come. Oh, better than a bronze snake was going to be the ultimate savior that was going to hang up on a tree. And if you lift up your eyes and look at him, you'll find healing for your soul. Today, don't look at the snakes around you. Maybe there's some poisonous snakes of toxic people. Maybe there's some poisonous snakes of bad news. Maybe there's some poisonous snakes of sin. In the human heart, there's an answer. You got to look at the cross. At the cross, you'll find healing. Today, if you're watching, you don't have a relationship with God. I want to tell you, he loves you so, so much. If you're watching this right now, you say, Alex, I need a relationship with God. I want everybody to pay attention. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. God loves you so much. I believe he allowed you to watch this because he wanted to remind you that he loves you. We want to get in contact with you. I would love to send you a free Bible. If you're watching this and you say, Alex, I need a relationship with God. The Bible says all of us are sinners. Sin separates us from God, but God sent his one and only son so that whosoever believes in him will not die but have everlasting life. Alex, what do I got to do to be saved? The Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. If you're, if you're watching this and you say, Alex, I want a relationship with God, I want you to repeat this prayer with me. My prayer doesn't save anybody. I'm just making this first one easy, but repeat after me. Come on, let's say this prayer together. All we're doing is putting our faith and our trust in Jesus. And you'll start a relationship with God today. He's waiting for you. Not a relationship with a pastor or a church, a relationship with God. If that's you, wherever you're at, can you close your eyes? Repeat this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sins separate me from you. 
Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. From today on, I'm forgiven and I'm saved. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Come on, we're so excited that you made that decision today to follow Jesus. And if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, come on, we got pastors and leaders in the chat. You can let them know right there. You can send us an email. You can also text in our number 33222. And we would love to get a Bible in your hands. We want to help you on this journey after Jesus. Come on, today, let's all look at the cross. Look at the cross. Let's think about the, the greatest sacrifice of all time. It's what Jesus did for me and for me and for me. And for me.